Hey, it's Rocco for MNFatLoss.com, the weight loss plan, where I lost about 25 to 30 pounds, and I did it in just about two months. That was about seven months ago, and I'm still right there. I was in the high 190s when I weighed in right around St. Patrick's Day. After that two months, I was in the low 170s. I'm at like 174 as of this morning, so I am keeping the weight off, and it's all thanks to the things I learned at MNFatLoss.com. I've got a big sheet here of listeners who have also had success on the MNFatLoss.com program. Let's talk about Karen today. Karen says the team at MN Fat Loss is caring and wonderful. They are very supportive and I had a great experience. I lost 10% of my body weight easily. The plan is simple and I ate real food. I finally learned how to eat right. I feel so much better. I sleep better and all my aches and pains have gone away. Thank you so much to the MNFatLoss.com team. Thank you, Karen, for sharing. Get that free consultation. You can even do it on the phone go to mnfatloss.com all right we're back hour three of the donna and steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment we got mike the big zamboni with us honk 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 oh it's kind of cute gotta change it up sometimes it's honk honk just depends on my mood which you ever single honk uh rarely I feel like that doesn't get the message across. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good enough. Mike, are you ever in a bad mood? Not that I've ever experienced. No, I guess Shut I'm not. Shut your face. I'm That's... even sick right now, and I'm still in a great mood. No! Do you really? Do you What's really wrong? like? Do you have a stressful side of you at home? No. Aww. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. That's are a you real. Lying? That's a real gift. I'm not actually. Huh? What makes you mad? Oh. I get irritated by things, but I just don't allow other people to bother me, and I don't do things that bother me, so it's okay. Say it again, King! That I don't allow other stuff. people to influence my mood, so you don't have to worry about it then. You know, the thing that they said you have 100% control of, Donna, and it'd be good if you wrote this down and maybe committed it to memory, <laughs> is you have 100% control of how you react to things. Yep. So the person who comes in and says something... It's only a big destructive thing in your day if you allow it to be. The boss who says something that lacked uh, the, the delicacy that you would have preferred only impacts you if you let it impact you. Delicacy. Your, your delicatessen. That's what it sounded like. Is delicacy a word? It's got to be. It is. Well, thank you. That food is a delicacy. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did I use it incorrectly? I don't know if you could use it both ways. Delicately. Damn it. It's the grammar police. Use proper grammar, please. Thank you. We are in control of how we respond to things. That is, and Mike is living that out. I take it you're trying to send me a message that I respond (laughs) a particular way. Donna, actually, in that moment, I wasn't, but friend to friend, just you and me in the room. You are a very reactive person. You react wildly, and often you react with an inappropriate <laughs> emotional response to I most things. I am very things. expressive. I can't help that. What? Why would they do that? How dare they send that email? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Why would she do that? <laughs> they would serve that on a Wednesday? Oh, if you listen to Donna for a day, listen, you would think everybody's coming at her. I just verbally process. Negatively. And most of it is like this. Oh, my God. Why is this computer so slow? I think that's a very common, relatable thing. I'm trying to poo-poo you. I'm just saying there's something about elevating our response 
as opposed to lowering our response to whatever the the incoming data is. Because that's when we get sucked into people's crap and their bad mood and we match energy. I don't do a great job with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not as bad as Don. I want to be clear about that. But <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of room to improve there. Mm-hmm. I'm also an energy matcher. So, and this is very unhelpful in my home, where if I come in and Lou has had a stressful day, I then stupidly match her energy as opposed to coming in and being like, okay, mom's not feeling good. Hey, maybe dad can come in and help it. Let me help out with this. All right, guys. Hey, let's instead. I'm like, I take that energy and I'm like, okay, I can chameleon that. And then I become tense, which a doesn't help her, nor does it help anybody else in the room. Right. But it's also irritating if your wife is bothered by something or if she's in a mood you coming in like is not going to help. I've learned this. <laughs> I'm just here to help, guys. I'm just here to help. <laughs> so if you just bring it down a little bit. Yeah, there's probably the right level to calibrate to that is not a full mirror of right. mimicking their energy because there needs then needs to guess, be empathy, you know. Sure. Empathy and okay, I see how you're feeling. All right, let me let me help now. All right, guys, hey, that you know, and then you try to. Right. But I have learned that me mimicking mm. and matching her energy, I can become tense like that. But that's a very common thing. Like people set the tone for. I remember Jamie Lee Curtis saying this to piece of advice she gave to Lindsay Lohan. It's like when you come in with an attitude. People start walking on eggshells. Yes. Right? Yeah. So you start yes. going, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to react? You've had that at work, right? Where you someone walks into the room and everybody's having a good time. And then negative energy guy comes in or negative energy gal. And everyone is like, mm. you feel the energy. So for, for people who are like, oh, you know, energy is too woo-woo. Again, just do an example of it. When someone with a quote-unquote bad energy or bad mood comes into the room what happens to the it energy affects everybody, yeah. in the room? Right. But but you ought not be just like dragged around by that. There's a way to not mimic, not match, not go silent, but then to all the more start putting out positive, solution-minded, how can we get through this as opposed to just soaking in the negativity like it's a hot tub. I cannot uh, wait for your TED Talk. <laughs> Donna. What? I don't even have a hot tub yet. Think what I'm going to do after I get a hot tub and I'm alone in my thoughts with nipple high water at 104 degrees helping to percolate some of the thoughts that I didn't even know were stuck in me. Can't wait. When are you getting your hot tub? Oh, that's funny that you would ask. Thanks for bringing it up. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Love it. Congratulations. Should we take a break and come back with what we actually had planned? Oh my gosh, is it already the end of the segment? It's 11-11, make a wish. Okay, Uh, why don't we do that? Come back with uh, the Katie Couric story. Uh, You finished Bossy Pants. I finished Bossy Pants. That's that's fantastic. And then I introduced my child to another book on tape of a comedian. It was sort of interesting to watch that play out. For the record, we got off. That was all from us asking... Like if he ever single honks, and it was yeah. all about the honk, wow. <laughs> and how the honk determined like he said a single honk doesn't feel like it conveys the right emotion, mm-hmm. right, right. And, and then, then we were talking we about, went. and I asked if he was ever in a bad mood, and yeah. then you just totally went off on me. 
as if I did something wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. setting you, the tone again. Oh, wow. Shocking for Donna to be using victim language. This is a, mm. what's the opposite of a first? Oh. What's the definition of gaslighting? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we taking a break? We'll be right back. Oh, Donna here to tell you guys about a business I am supporting that I love. It's called Energy Savers Fireplaces. This is a true local family business that started in the 70s with a great guy named Andy who ended up hiring his son, Jeff, who ended up taking over the business. And now Jeff's two daughters, Anna and Laura, are a big part of Energy Savers Fireplaces. I love that story. I, You know, if you want to add a fireplace to your space, this is the place to visit. If you want to convert from wood to gas, this is your place. They've got only five-star reviews, and they can help you choose the right place in your home. They can work with you to design the perfect fireplace and hearth and mantle and so on with a free in-home estimate. Here's what you should do. Check out their design tools so you can visualize the fireplace of your dreams in your own home. Go to EnergySaversFireplaces.com and find out more about their business and how they can help you. Energy Savers Fireplaces since 1976, just off Highway 36 in Oakdale. Hi, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. All right, so... While our listeners are calling in for Joe Bro tickets. Yeah. How cool is that? We've got them all week. Don't forget. Yeah, so we're going to do that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, too. So if you're looking to score some tickets to the Jonas Brothers concert, uh, be listening. And uh, we'll let you know. That'll be a good show. I like those guys a lot. They're good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Pete, Derek, and Chris. Yeah, they're fantastic. Anyway, big fans. Big fans. Um, Broadcast veteran Katie Couric, whose book we both read. Screen. was on a podcast let me try that again was on a podcast recently and she said she was so ahead of the online curve when she took over the anchor desk at cbs evening news that an exec scolded her for being on twitter this was in 2006 and she said i remember being at cbs and asking people on twitter before it became a cesspool um <laughs> about what they thought about a news story, okay? Mm-hmm. And she basically said the second in command of CBS News, she says this, who was such a D word, <laughs> said to my producer, it's actually beneath the anchor of the CBS Evening News to be on Twitter. And Katie was like, are you serious right now? Um... You know, she only lasted there for a couple of years. But, I mean, at the time, I could see where it was so new that you'd maybe have questions about it, but not that's beneath you. I could see that phrase being... I could I could get inside of the head of a CBS executive, an old-fashioned news organization, right, where they're just like, We've seen things come and go before, and we're going to focus on what we do, the news. Right. Albeit wrong, but I could could see and understand the hesitancy early on. Yeah. Where you're seeing people post random pictures and stuff like that, and you're thinking like... It's like the equivalent of TikTok. You know, it's like, what is the anchor of the CBS Evening News doing on... Whatever. They didn't know what it was. Then they did a whole special this morning on the Today Show... How so many young people, age 18 to 24, I think was their 
demo that they were looking at are getting their news from TikTok. Yeah. And especially with the conflict that's ongoing in Israel, mm-hmm. they're tuning to TikTok to hear from people from both sides that are defending why this side is right or that side is right, and they're they're going to TikTok. So, yeah, you can turn a blind eye to it if you want, but I don't know that. And I can understand the exhaustion at this point now of, like, do we have to adapt or adopt another social media platform as a show or as a broadcasting entity, et cetera? But there is there's enough of a track record where it's kind of like, yeah, you might want to. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I know I, it's got to be years now that my nephew was telling me, like, I don't know. I made a reference to the news and I'm, he said something and I said, quit getting your news from, you know, social media. And he was like, actually, that is where I, I get my news is on TikTok. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm old school, baby. I'm just watching. People love how watching old school Lester. you are. Oh, Lester, your boy? Watching my boy Lester. I love that guy. That's what you watch, huh? That's my guy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I used to really like Tom Brokaw. Yeah, me too. Me too. I used to, back in the day, be able to do a Brokaw, but it was really just <laughs> someone else's impression. That's he's all my a little, He's a little sushi, right? Yeah, there's a, um, I'm uh, Tom Brokaw. Yeah. Oh my God! How do I do it? Is he here? Really, oh really God. good, Donna. Thank you. Between that and your Cartman impression, impression oh, that yesterday, was good, right? I listened back to it. I'm that putting that was... on the button bar. That was amazing. <laughs> that was great. I don't think I could do it again if I tried, Can and you? I hadn't watched it in years. That show. I think your exact line was, "Oh my God, you killed Kenny. Can you do that, please?" No. Okay. Donna. Now she's on the spot. Let me try. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the spot. Let me try. We'll pretend we're not here. Well, we'll have to put it on the button there bar. I'll get it. All right, let me try it. Let me try from here, okay? She's pushing the oh mic away. Oh, my God! <laughs> Wait, that's good. All right, here, everybody silent. Sorry. Oh, my God, you killed Kenny. Close. Pretty good. Not there were great. elements that were good. Yesterday's was, I think, a little better, but still, that's pretty dang good. Thank you. Eh, now I want to try. Eh, <laughs> eh. Oh, my God. <laughs> you killed Kenny. No, see, that's not right. That's not it. No. <laughs> you gotta get that. Um, wait, what, there's a little secret? tiny inflection, and they're like, Oh my god! Oh, that's, that's really, really good. good. <laughs> Your Thanks, oh my guys. god is amazing. <laughs> do it again. I want to do it again. Oh my god! Wait! Oh my god! Oh my god! You killed Kenny. Not good. <laughs> this is like at Comic Con when they shock the audience by saying, "Let us now bring out the voice of Cartman, <laughs> radio host Donna Valentine." Oh my god! Very good, Donna. Uh, Okay. Um, I think that's actually Stan she's doing. Oh, am I doing Stan? Let me play it here. Okay. I just found the clip here. <laughs> oh, my God. He killed Kenny. That part right there. Oh, I don't know. Maybe but, it's... but I feel like that okay. the line belongs to Stan, but that is a Cartman. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't pull up any Cartman sound right now. I mean, I we have to so. run yeah, that through legal before happen. we put that up. There. Oh, totally. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Very nice done up. Um, um, I finished Bossy Pants yesterday. And the you Tina Fey audiobook. It is a very entertaining listen. Um, I I really really appreciate tightly written comedy, even though I prefer to engage in long form breathy yes. comedy. But especially in written form, it 
it's just really well written. You know, like when you used to read a really well written essay? Yeah. Where there's never a wasted line? That's how I would describe her stories. Never a wasted line. It's tight. It's funny. I mean, laughing out loud in my car. I think she is such a funny person, but so gifted at writing comedically. Like the rule of threes, you know, mm-hmm. she like nails that every time. And you're just, you get to the point where you're just waiting. Like, what is she going to do to make me laugh here? And she tells the story of getting the job at 30 Rock, how they thought that show was going to tank. They didn't believe that it would go anywhere. They didn't believe that it would get picked up after they had been ordered for 10 or 12 episodes. Hmm. They're, they never saw themselves as like a, a, a juggernaut, sort of like the little you know, band of misfits that were there. She was like, I wanted there to be regular looking people on the show. I just wanted there to be really good writing and let's have fun. And as long as it lasts, fine, great. And then it just kept going uh, better and and better and getting the job at SNL and uh, then returning to SNL. Does she talk about where did she go to school? Where did she get her training? I don't know much about Tina Fey at you all. You know, I'm forgetting where she went to school um, for college. She studied at Second City. That's what I thought. In okay. Chicago. So and that's where Amy Poehler was working there as well at that time. And then Amy Poehler um, left and... Tina Fey, you know, was getting a lot of reps in. And she was talking about back in the day at Second City in Chicago when one of the big wigs there was like, look, we can't do a sketch with two female leads mm-hmm, in it because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're meant to be kind of the secretary in the back or they're the, the assistant to that the doctor in the scene. It is. And uh, and then they they have since obviously proved that wrong. And then they, she was looking back at the, the sketch on SNL when she was Sarah Palin. Amy Poehler was Hillary Clinton, and it's a very funny cold open that they did. The first time she ever did Palin. and um, It was so good. It was so good, but she Uh. said she thought back to that Second City guy who was like, no one's just going to sit and watch two women. Meanwhile, you could argue that SNL, the funniest people in the room there, have been women for the last, you know, 10 years. Right, Kristen Wiig comes to mind, of course. Um, and then she was followed up by, oh my gosh. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yes. Yeah. Just like so stinking funny. So, so. funny. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's particularly enjoyable as an audiobook. Bossy <laughs> Pants is what it's called. Thank you. Then I introduced my daughter to Seinfeld with his book, Is This Anything?, which is just him reading every joke he's ever written. Oh my God, really? No laughter. It's just one thing after another, one topic at a time. But Hilarious. sure enough, I said, see if you can get through this without laughing. And she was laughing. Cute. That's amazing. All right, we're gonna play a little same name game. Same name game. It's Rock O'Clock next. Where talk is fun. This is a blast. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, it's uh, Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Uh, you know, I've been talking, um, had some friends that went through a death in the family last week, and uh, it was just a reminder to me of uh, what a tough time that can be. Um, you know, you grieve, but you also have to deal with things, and Crescent Tide is a place that will help you deal with those things. If you look at their Google reviews, you'll see time after time, people call up Crescent Tide, they talk to Lisa and her team, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Uh, they talk you through it, they're prompt, they're courteous, they're sympathetic. 
Um, there's stories of people getting calls back uh, on the weekend. There's t- stories of people, you know, dealing with uh, things in out of state. And Lisa and Verlin have, and their team have been doing this for years, and they know how to take care of business, and they know how to do it right. And of course, simple creations there start at just a thousand dollars. If you look at the Google reviews, you'll see people are like, "Whoa, that is the best price I found." Check them out today. Look at those Google reviews. Crescent Tide Cremation. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Woo! I was just victimized. Really? On TikTok. By whom? Some ad. I've been seeing these things for ear cleaners. Ew. Donna, I'm sorry, princess. How clean are your ears all the time with no effort? Wow. Okay, for the rest of us, human beings. Rude. You're rude. <laughs> There's this device that has a camera on it. Mm-hmm. So then, and then you connect it to the app and you look at the app, mm-hmm. you stick the, the, the device into your ear and it sees all of the gunk that's in there that your Q-tip, they argue, just kind of shoves the wax in a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And then this stuff can, in theory, I suppose, gently you can scoop out and you can see in real time what you're scooping and then you would clean your ear. Why are you so disgusting? The, the, no, 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 I am not disgusting. I just saw an ad that started with this. Cockroaches are known to crawl into people's ears while they're sleeping. And they do this because they're searching for food. Your earwax is the same as cheese for them. Okay, Okay. that's what I read. That's what I heard. Ew. First, okay, in my defense, I had not heard the cheese part until I just played it right now. But I do think, if I may... That would be a nice birthday gift that I would accept from you. I shan't be buying that for you. Guess what? I'll make you an appointment over at Starkey Labs, and they'll do it for you. I'll never look at a cheese plate again. The same. <laughs> oh. I mean, come on. Cockroaches crawl into your ears. Stop. Cockroaches don't crawl into your ears. That's fake news. They're trying to sell you this. As like a cockroach defense system. They oh, couldn't yeah. just sell you on the wax removal alone. Unless they're unless they're right. I don't I assume anything can crawl into any orifice. Donna. At any time. You're caca. <laughs> You're caca. We've got holes all over our bodies. Think about it. Your nose, your ears, your mouth. Do you believe that you swallow eight spiders thing? Not really. See, I could jibe with that. But I, I hope a spider in my mouth would wake me up. Oh, Actually, maybe I don't. Maybe I'd just rather them go right down the water slide and I never see them again. <laughs> That's got to be a shock for spiders, huh? What do we have in here? Everything looks good. <laughs> this uh, is sort of soft and cushy like a mattress. I like it. Hey, what's over this? Hey! <laughs> Next thing they know, in a toilet. Oh, man. The movie Napoleon is coming out. Thank you for asking. Tina! No, not Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon. Oh. <laughs> My mistake. Continue. Joaquin Phoenix as the infamous French emperor. Vanessa Kirby as his wife, Josephine de Bresseville's Anise. And uh, there's going to be... A lot of uh, historical, I don't want to say inaccuracies, I want to say... Liberties. Liberties, yes. 
So, Ridley Scott did an interview with The New Yorker. And the trailer of the movie, I guess, was met with criticism from a TV historian named Dan Snow, who called out some of the inaccuracies in a viral TikTok post. Snow argued that Napoleon didn't shoot at the pyramids, as shown in the trailer. Uh, He said that Marie Antoinette famously had very cropped hair for the execution, and Napoleon was not there. By the way, the trailer shows Marie Antoinette with long, frizzy locks. So when Ridley Scott was asked to uh, to respond to some of these fact checkers, he just went, get a life. I love it. I would really like this guy. Seriously, we need to have lunch. Anyway, apparently the, the film is seen through Ridley Scott's eyes. That is all. I would go see this. I don't know a whole lot about Napoleon. Wow, he's 85, Ridley Scott, not Napoleon. Also, every biopic is yeah. is seen through that person's eyes. Of course. In Newsflash, every news story is told through someone's eyes. There's no such thing as unbiased anything as long as human beings are involved. And that's just the fact of the matter. So let's not... Amen to Overly that. gloss it up here. You're dealing with this all the time. Okay. That's uh-huh. my story. Uh, let me just see. It comes out. I don't know anything about Napoleon. Uh, right. comes out November 22nd. I don't that's, either. All I know is said, he was short. That's it. So that's the Napoleon complex. Okay, yeah. I know nothing else. If they said just 30 seconds, just give us a brief description of what happened, and we'll give you $5 billion. I wouldn't even know where to start. I would say a bad guy. That's how I would start. Okay. Bad all right. guy. Okay. That's good to for us all to know. Really. That's all I got. All right. Thank then. you. Let's Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's rock and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. It's always a surprise. Soup for your mouth. Soup of the day. We should get a soup Nazi drop there. You know, oh, soup no, for soup you. For you. Oh, that'd be a good one when he doesn't pick up. Yes. That's it, I Mike. I love it. Mike, can when you get on that? he doesn't pick up. Hey, Brian. Oh, wow. I got wow, what? Plug What's wrong ear. with your ears? You better get that thing for your birthday. <laughs> too much. Too much. Cafeteria, uh, please leave a message. Seriously, dude. This is getting to be a habit. Mm, yeah. I'm he's very about disappointed. To, he's about to experience what it's like to be a bright and shining star on the rise. Mm-hmm. Or a no good, mm-hmm. dirty rod inside of a gun. No soup for you. That's yes. It. All right. Bye. Let's guess. What do we think it is? Um, minestrone. Ooh, I like that. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be something with a little flair. Do you think it's broth? Oh, I'd love to know your definition of flair. Uh, do you think it's broth based or cream based? I'm Let's hoping it's broth based. Oh, yes. Aren't we all? How often does it play off of the, the main dish? Because okay, the main dish chicken? is a taco salad. Okay. okay. You know, maybe it's going to be like a tomato soup. Chicken taco, right? Yeah. Because you know everybody. You know that famous pairing at the restaurant when you have your chicken taco and the waiter suggests pairing it with tomato soup. I don't know. Sorry, grilled cheese guy. Just <laughs> like, Just saying. 
what would you pair it with? I hope it's split pea. Oh, see, yeah. Oh, man. I, I still have to try that. that next time he makes it. Didn't I agree to that? Have you never had it? No. Oh, oh it's God, so good. Yeah, no, Mike, no, no. your opinion. Uh, I don't think I've ever had split pea soup, so I'd give it a roll, too. Yeah, it's really no. good. It's got ham. Oh, there we go. It's got peas. It feels very witch cauldron-ish. Really? Yes, for me. Okay. That's I like fun. potato soup. You don't see a lot of cream-based potato soups anymore. Really? I don't. What soup stores are you going to? Not a lot. Okay. What soup stores are there? In California, there used to be a restaurant called the Soup Plantation. Oh, that's nice. It was like a salad bar, but soups. And There's they had a salad bar. There's some Bo Diddley's, Bo Diddley sandwiches and soups. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, man. <coughs> All right, then. I'll be fine. All right. <laughs> All right, maybe not. Oh. All right, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn are coming in next. We'll see you back here. Steve. (laughs) What? Are we off? You are a lot.